Uh, are we ready to go on this thing? For some reason, I'm like, I'm like kind of nervous. On I feel like people are listening in. Yeah, just go. Hola, todos, bienvenidos a Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast or Gato Inube. Gato Inube. Podcast de café. Podcast de café. That's my best attempt at Spanish. Y Guatemala. We're in Guatemala. What's up, everybody? We are in Guatemala. This is Chris Baca. I'm sitting here with Jared Truby on my right, Charles Jack on my left. Yes, Charles sir. has a microphone in waiting, so he's going to wait for his inspiration. In the meanwhile, he's just smoking Cuban cigars and drinking rum. What do we got? This is our this is our one night of sitting and drinking rum. We got the twelve year boat trend because everybody's not a, not giving us the deal on our Zacapa. Zacapa. It's the same house as Zacapa, is what we've been told. Yes, and for the price, we've we've been told that it's a great value for the evening. And let me tell you, it's tasting pretty nice. The the price is right. So what are we doing here? Let's just give you guys a quick rundown. So we're not in the U.S. We're in Guatemala. We're in Antigua. Um, we talked if, in a previous es- episode about doing uh, baristas to Antigua. Yes, we're taking part in a barista, ex- not really an exchange program, but a baristas to Antigua program. So Luis Pedro Zelaya, who owns the Bay of Vista Mill mm-hmm. and Farm and Coffee House. The Coffee House is the newest of the bunch. He's bringing baristas from all over the world to work with his people at his cafe to just kind of um, share ideas, share information mm-hmm. on the barista end. And then on our end, we get to do awesome things like go to farms, go to mills. Stay at his house. Stay at his house. He's putting us up in this sweet pad. I yeah, guess it's, it's like an apartment. Yeah, they'd probably call it a flat over, you know, it's, it, it's a little two bedroom. The base level for us is on the second story. And then we have a, like a ultra loft. Yeah. On the roof. On the roof. It's fantastic. It's pretty bad to the bone. Surrounded by uh, a couple of volcanoes. It's a really beautiful little city. Cobblestone all over the place. Really, really old school. And there's, um, it's, it's kind of like a, a mix of expats, locals, and... And a, and a lot of, uh, I guess, just like extended vacationers from all over the world. This town's pretty diverse and fun. Lots of lots of different food, and lots of different little coffee shops too. Yeah, and our our whole company is here, which is three people. We're getting <laughs> so pretty big. We're getting pretty big. <laughs> so we're here. I'm Chris Baca, as you probably know. Sitting to my right is Jared Truby, like usual. Classic. And sitting to my left is Charles Jack who is, you've heard him on the podcast the last few episodes, and he's letting his microphone chill right now in favor of rum and Cuban cigars. Yes, and he may chime in soon. Which is a fair move. So he's his uh, line is hot, and his mic is off. So if he flips the switch, it's going to get so fucking real. It's going to be ridiculous. He's just going to finish his rum first, though. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the cafe culture just really quickly. Actually, even before that, if you... Have placed an order on the website. We can't ship it this week because we're not in the U.S. That's why we did a quick uh, early shipment uh, the first week of January. Yeah, shipped out the day before we bounced. So if you ordered a mug, there's a couple people that ordered a mug, and maybe we processed your order, but it won't quite ship yet, and that's uh, that's our bad. We'll get it to you. I swear. As soon as we get back in the U.S., we're gonna flip those things out. Lo siento. Um, yeah, there's three people that work with us. We're all here, so we can't do much. We, I mean, our flight our flight over was pretty interesting. Um, it's, it's fairly typical to take a red eye to, um, Southern American States. And we left at 1240 AM after watching star Wars, um, uh, 
in in leaving the, like ten minutes we, early. We left right for those. Yeah, I won't give it a spoiler for those few people who haven't seen it. But yeah, we left we left about five minutes before the end. So I had already seen it. I know the importante parts. But uh, yeah, we flew out and it was a direct flight to Guatemala City. That was at twelve forty a.m. Twelve forty a.m. It was a four hour flight and. I woke up <clears throat> to us getting ready to land and we got lower and lower. And then he said, JK, we're going to El Salvador because there's too much fog. And then we uh, basically had a 10 hour layover in El Salvador. Which I no don't know reason. how in what freaking world in 2016 an airplane can't land in the fog. Yeah. <laughs> like, can somebody explain this to me? I've been in an airplane in like thunder and lightning storms. Yeah. Charles had a um, a good call, which is that there was a lot of ash from the volcano. There's the a volcano, volcano theory. <clears throat> yeah, like like I said, there's volcanoes all around Antigua, and all of last week, the one Fuego. There's one called Agua and one called Fuego. The Fuego one was very active all last week. It's currently active too. We've been seeing a lot of smoke, but apparently it was it was blasting off pretty hard. And so Charles's theory is that there was a lot of ash, and that's not good for airplanes. So they were they were clearing the air for the day. But they didn't want to t- tell all of us people coming that there was tons of volcanic ash in the air. Uh, whether or not that's true, we hung out in the El Salvador airport forever. Made a couple friends. Shout we, out to Gabby. Yeah, shout out to Gabby. She's somewhere in Guatemala right shout now. Shout out to Kim, too. Kim and was Kim. tight. Kim spoke the best Spanish out of the three of us. Yeah. So she was kind of hooking us up. We were just like, Kim, don't leave. Kim, just kick it with us. We um, were all kind of around the same age and stranded so we became friends and just hung out for the day it was pretty fun yeah it was pretty tight and then apparently on the volcano tip i didn't know but guatemala has some of the most active volcanoes yeah we've seen many volcanoes in there man it is cool to see like fuego is just like smoking yeah bea vista the coffee shop has a loft or a like a terrace yeah if you go out and you just see fuego just smoking yeah. all day just it, straight up smoking we saw some cool. pics of some lava that was flowing out of it last week yeah, I wish we could see some so of that. So we're kind of hoping to see some lava and, and see what's cracking. Trust me, bros. I'm always looking to see some hot lava. Trying to get in that hot lava game, dog. <laughs> um, the coffee shop. Let's talk about the coffee shop. Yeah, the coffee shop's great. It's um, it's, it's not what it's you think. It's unique. Yeah, so it's it's funny. They've they've basically sectioned it. So the the actual service area and portion, there's like a little bar. Is, is it the front of actually like a liquor and specialty store? And then it's it's in a little three story place, and then you go up to the very top, and there's a really really pretty seating area with a really great view. But the the actual like if you were to stumble into this place, you would if you're in America, you'd probably if you're American, you might feel slightly uncomfortable or not feel like it's specialty. But we're here to tell you that it's very specialty and very amazing. I mean, it's branded very well, but it's sweet. Well, if you walked in, if you looked directly in the door, if you walk, so I've never been to antigua i've never been to guatemala so all of the storefront like everything's behind like set into these big i don't know what would you call them almost like plaza things it's not like the u.s where you see a standalone storefront to where you drive by a coffee shop and you're like oh that's a coffee shop you got all these old buildings with doors and the doors are kind of the gateway to whatever's inside them so if you look right into the bay of vista coffee shop you see the liquor store portion of the store so you see like Nice rum on the left, yeah. Wine on the right, and like some cigars and stuff and right in the middle. You'd have to actually walk in. There's a sign on the outside, but you'd have to walk in and look to the right to see where the coffee bar is. Yeah, so, they have a nice competition of Simonelli. Uh, I mean, Nova Simonelli grinder. Yeah, too. I mean, it's not. It's all nice gear. It's nice coffee. It's from Bella Vista, Bella Carmona. 
Um, so how, yeah. And how it works out is Luis Pedro, who is running the coffee shop is partnered with, with this dude, Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie's tight. Yeah. Ronnie owns the store. Speaks very good English. Speaks very good English. We met his wife today. He's like a cool cat all around. So he runs the thing and, and Luis Pedro's like, dude, let's do this coffee shop in here. It's going to be bad to the bone. And it's pretty bad to the bone. It's a different service style yeah. than the U.S. Very it's, mellow. It's pretty laid back. But they um, do full service. They run the drinks upstairs to you, like waitress style. And they do little things that w- most people don't do in the States, which are, you know, if you order a coffee, like let's let's say, you know, you want a coffee mm-hmm. with two sugars. They Cream. always stir the sugar in for you. Mm-hmm. They always put the lid on for you. Mm-hmm which is something that we kind of never do in the U.S., most people in the U.S., yeah. probably because of latte art. You know, you like yeah. pour the latte art, throw it on the counter for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. But here, it's even after you pour the rosetta or whatever, if you're doing like a cappuccino to go or a latte to go, you like slap a lid on it. Yeah, and to that, to that point, uh, we spoke about this, I think maybe along many episodes, but most recently in Charles and I's episode, the culture is a lot of hanging out. It's a lot of for here. It, almost everybody's a for here drink. Whether it's just standing and chatting with us, I put up a video of Chris chatting with some people and doing trying to do that game that I forgot the name of, where you flip the little the little dealio on the stick. Like, like the culture here is mellow. It's very it's very social. It's they be chilling. They be chilling. They and be chilling. It's just so so different. Saturday was their busiest day yeah, ever. Our, we our worked first day. We worked bar, and it, it was killer. We rolled in. And we didn't know what to expect. The baristas there are really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, okay, baristas to exchange. Baristas to Guatemala, they're like, we're doing an exchange program. We're going to be teaching stuff. You know, you never know what the level of people are going to be at. But we walked into people pulling pretty Richter espresso. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. And making really clean latte art. Yeah. Steaming tight foam. Very tight foam. Real tight foam. Oh, yeah, different milk. They, they use the UHT, ultra heat-treated milk so it doesn't really need to be refrigerated comes yeah. in a bag comes in a bag comes in, which sits. i saw a lot of that in milan okay so that's like that's in normal Italy. in the world but so just i don't not know in the states it's different it's quite a bit heavier in um it pours in, like in breve fat. yeah it pours like breve and it tastes very buttery and just slightly gamey to me i wonder if it is heavier in fat or if it's like it I pours like, like that because you think so i'd be maybe not i don't, I know. don't know we could I'd, we could look i guess <laughs> we, yeah. can, we can actually read the label, I suppose. You guys don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we just know. Heavy fat, for he- sure. Heavy fat. It's a mouth thing. We tasted it. Um, they're hooking us up. It's fantastic. Pretty fresh. So our days are... There's a morning shift and a p.m. shift. So a.m. and p.m. And instead of splitting them up, which we thought would have been be like a little bit more boring, we we're just all kind of hanging out at the shop all yeah. day. So like today... Jared and I woke up early and we went down to the shop to open. So we got there a little before seven Mm -hmm. and Charles stayed because he had to take our rental car back because we (laughs) drove to the lake for like three hours in the most psycho Guatemalan traffic ever, which is freaking badass, dude. I couldn't believe it. That's it. And sweet. We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) He chilled, came. We worked for a couple hours. Then we bounced to get breakfast. Yep. Came back. Worked a few more hours. Jared split out to go work out. We did a little trade-off. And then we swapped. He took off, and I hooked up with this dude, um, Chris. His name's Chris. He's a local guy who told me where I could pay a day rate, 35 quetzales, to go to the gym. 
Quetzales is a one dollar to seven and a half Quetzales situation for those who are wondering. I've been taking photos so on the GoPro for like eight minutes. Things now. I didn't even know. <laughs> things That's are tight. We're gonna have shitload of photos <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> all the same one almost. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. We Chris and I opted to hang out all day instead of splitting the shifts morning and, and night. And um, it's been good that way. We've we've been able to practice our Spanish kind of together, and it's been really cool. There's there's three main baristas at this shop: Karin, Karina, and Hilda, and they are they're all been they've been really great to us and and they speak nearly zero english so it's been really good for us to learn some spanish and and practice communicating and melanie who's an agronomist and also kind of like an organizer for luis pedro has been just taking care of us yeah so big shout out to luis pedro and that whole crew if you guys listen to this thank you very much uh I'm kind of jumping ahead of the game, but tonight we also got jump into the game. We just got to we got to give the jump shout straight out. to the farm, dude. You want to go there? Oh, where were you going to go? I was going to give a shout out to Stone Creek. Oh, Stone Creek Coffee, yeah. dude, so sick. We were sitting in a uh, restaurant this evening, right before we got back to do this podcast, and and a couple guys came up to, and and introduced themselves from Stone Creek. Um, There's a cockroach right underneath you. How just, big? It's pr- it's normal size. I mean, it doesn't mean any harm. No, no, no. This is he's like. He's chilling. He's like one of the many cockroaches from Men in Black. Yeah, dude. Men in Black 1. Eric, Andrew, and Christian. Christian. Shout out to all y'all from Stone Creek. I believe you listened to the podcast. It was really cool to meet you. They had like 10 people here um, in in Guatemala, and it sounded like... Dude, they were all over the place. They're like, we were in Costa Rica. One of them we was were like in, in the, Panama yeah. with Wilford. And doing like six to eight more weeks of travel. Yeah, he's going full he's on buying big coffee. And apparently they have their own podcast, which I didn't know about, but I'm going to look into now. Yeah. So freaking whatever, dude. Check it out. Stone Creek Coffee. Anyway, yeah, go back go back to go back to the farm. Today was today was Today was the first visit to the farm for us. We've been oh, dude, do we talk about the lake? Dude, what do we talk about? And Julio, we should talk Julio? about Julio. Oh, dude, there's so much to talk about. Okay, we have to we have to partition this thing up. Okay, first off, let's talk about Julio because we Julio. met him first. So Julio is competing in the Guatemala National Championship. He competed last year and got third place. Yes, he works for Luis Pedro mm-hmm. and Bea Vista, and he's kind of like wholesale quality control. So he goes to accounts that have their coffee, and yeah. he makes sure that they're doing it right. They do training just checking up kind of like a wholesale rep would do in in the u.s he's a very good barista he's a very good barista he's a super nice guy yeah he speaks really good english even though he doesn't think that he does yeah he speaks great english horrible but it it sounds damn near perfect to me Mm -hmm. and he's starting to train for the national championships which are coming up in about a month yeah just over a month so we're hanging out with him and just kind of talking shop and Mm -hmm. it turns out he doesn't have his coffee picked out yet yeah, so we get to help him pick it out tomorrow. We're going to go Which is the to the mill. Tuesday. Tuesday. And cup a bunch of coffees with Julio. To decide. To decide and just try to help him pick his coffee. Yeah, and, and he wants to, uh, which we're very excited to help with. He's just going to email us some of his competition stuff. His, his His thing that he struggled with the most and he admits to, even though we think he's pretty amazing at it, is um, is his speech. He, we, he played us his video and... He he got nervous, and when he got nervous, he stopped talking. So, for him, he's really excited to put a speech together. And <laughs> Charles, report. Yeah, you can do it. 
Charles is trying to get Jared super fit. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'll That's enough. Off my hand. He's pouring more. No, I'm not going to drink it. Ah, okay. Such a, a lightweight. More. You're fine, bro. It's going to be all right. Uh, we anyway, watched his performance watched and it was sick. It was very good. He's technically he, super sound. Yeah, he's technically super sound. It was his first competition. He got third and he was just nervous. And so we just were trying to give him pointers to get... Because if anybody ever watched me compete with the exception of my finals round in SWRBC, I shake like to all heaven for some reason. It's it's a mix between nerves and it's also just a, an, an excitement thing. Like when I get to excitement, excitement, excited adrenaline gets to me and my arms just shake i just get pumped so so the next time you're sitting around watching jared's competition videos like you do like you just always take, do. <laughs> just take note of his <laughs> arm shaking <laughs> the next time you're bored on your day off and decided to watch jared tribute <laughs> i only think there's one of if me you on guys the internet see my videos, it's like 2010 <laughs> it's like 2006 you're it's like hey guys <laughs> <laughs> it's in LA. No, it's probably more than one. I don't know. I've never seen it. I Google seen it. One. I don't. I don't want to Google myself. Jared Truby USBC. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> probably just some really good photos. Gosh. Anyway, he's gonna kill it. We're gonna do our best. To, it's not on us, but he, I'm excited to help him in any way possible. He's a really good dude. Yeah. So Julio's kind of like a, a staple for our week. We've been seeing him. We saw him the first day, and then we. It's, he's like on a every other day program mm -hmm. with Julio. And so that's Julio. That's Julio. So if you're show. watching the Guatemalan Bruce National Ch Championships, yeah. uh, which they should be streaming, I'm not sure where, but search for it and find out. Pay attention. Watch Julio. And hopefully he'll win, and hopefully he'll get to compete in the WBC because that'd mm -hmm. be bad to the bone because right. he's sick. So there's that. Then that's the next that. day we popped to a second coffee shop called Fat Cat. We rolled in there, and it was the other suggested coffee shop. We actually met um, – Jeez, Louise! This has been a packed trip already. We've only yeah, been dude. Here like four days. Gringo so, Mike. Well, no, not Gringo. Well, Gringo Mike. Gringo Mike told us to go there. Third wave coffee importers from from London. She rolled in and told us to go to Fat Cat. Oh, she said Fat Cat too. She said Fat Cat was like her number one aside from Bay Vista. She came in because she listens to the podcast. So shout out! And she said go there. So we pop in. We get a we get an espresso. All three of us, Charles, Chris, and I. And the girl kind of like looked at us sideways and smiled because we got espresso. And I don't think that's a normal thing. Everybody gets coffee with milk or like an Americano. And she asked for if we did coffee and she poured uh, a latte in front of me. And I just said, nice arta. And she she asked me, I don't know how, how to say it in Spanish, but she, she made the, you know, the, the wiggle with your wrist. Do you make latte art? She basically called me out and made me make a latte. Like she's all, "Oh, you pour?" Yeah. She, and Jared's she, all, "Oh yeah, yeah, I pour." And she's like, "Okay, go." Yeah. And she like <laughs> made me come around. Her name is Rocio. Rocio, yeah. And Rocio, yeah. And she made me pop around and and pull a shot on their little anthem and steam a drink. I was I was the most nervous I've been in a long time doing that because she called me out so hard. Dude, that was fantastic. But I pulled it off. It was a good multi layered tulip, and she she's like she liked it. She was stoked. She took pictures with her like iPad. Yeah, but. To, to talk about service just quickly, like she took that experience. The coffee was good, by the way. It was from Weiwei and it was fantastic. It was really ristretto, kind of like that old school, like Portland thing. I don't know. It's just Portland like 2006. The original, yeah, like yeah. that original ristretto thing that got hot. But she just like killed service and we did that like whatever, lost in translation communication where it was just like we got each other and we both liked coffee. There's a Ruby sticker and she talked about Ruby briefly and it was this instance where we walked out just so psyched on fat cat because she 
was so genuine and so into it and she like included us in this different way which w- i never i never expected to like well she's a coffee a nerd dude she's like a full-on coffee dork yeah but that that whole like come around the back and pour a latte art is is lost in the well States. that well that well it used to happen remember? i mean kind of i feel like not as happen. much as probably but we were i mean we it did young. it did used to happen seven, eight, that used to happen but yeah, really I guess it did happen. It happened to me, and I always get so nervous. That happened to me once at Barista. The first time I went there to the one on Alberta, yeah. and it was like Brian was behind bar, and he's like, dude, come pull a shot. And I was like, what? Like, like what, what am I going to do that you're not doing? And he's like, dude, just come pull a shot. And I was like, okay. Me. <laughs> like, don't look. Don't look. I'll pull a shot. It's not, it's not going to be as good as yours because you're like fully in the zone. But yeah, that's cool. They're they're culture is just so lax that Mm -hmm. it's chill she was super friendly super into coffee Mm -hmm. she was freaking down yeah hell no dude (laughs) (laughs) no way i like the idea and i'll tell i'll tell you why i say that i like the idea of that i hope that we're busy enough and cranking out enough that it like we that it's not an option and i want to put our customers first yeah yeah, before anybody and you know I mean, I'd love to have an exchange program, or we haven't even talked about it. Exchange program is different, though. Yeah, and having another barista being like plugged into our workflow, knowing how everything works, and then going for it. But the whole plus, you know, I don't know. If it was like not slow, like a hater. Yeah, yeah, chill afternoon, whatever. Yeah, but no, I get you. You, you, get, like, you get where I'm coming like from. This is like mid morning. Like the culture here, everyone like to break it down is like. 30 to 50 people total in an entire day sometimes, like on a normal day. Like today, I probably served 15 people. It was very chill today. Maybe 20. And that's normal here. It's like not, not crazy. Yeah, it's not like it's a slow coffee shop. That's no, no, like no. kind of... That's just what they expect. All those little specialty places mm-hmm. are just cranking. And there's more people in some of the weird chains, like Barista Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, Which in is, this town, it's yeah. more of like a smorgasbord. Yeah, like the McDonald's of coffee places in this in in this town are the busiest. So the specialty t- stuff is just coming up, and that's kind of the point of Bay Vista. Actually, is that they're actually they're keeping some of their good coffee and they're serving it in their coffee shop, and they're trying to they're trying to expand and actually just give to the local community like good coffee because I don't know if everybody knows this, but most countries who have amazing coffee keep none of the good coffee for themselves or almost none. They have to export it to make money. And something that Luis Pedro is committed to is keeping some of the good coffee for their own country and serving it in his cafe specifically. So that's that's part of the the vision of Bay Vista is serving good coffee. Yeah. Quality. Like the espresso we're pulling was like what? Bay of Carmona Reserve. Mm-hmm. It was super banging. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. So that's Fat Cat. That and was then, Fat Cat. Then next day we decide we're going to rent a car and go to, to Lake Atitlan. Atitlan? Jared calls it Atitlan. I said, but I think it's Atitlan. Atitlan. So this was cool this is the best thing ever. Charles Google like, Maps. We'll, we'll rent a car, and I'm like, okay, how does that work? And w- it works pretty similar. It works pretty similarly. <laughs> Although no, you you sign like very little paperwork to That's do the true. whole thing. They're like, yeah, sure, cool. Like two signatures, a, a passport, and a driver's license. Wait, talk about the passport and the driver's license. And you're license. good to go. Oh, that was freaking amazing. So I'm like <laughs> sitting in the corner. Charles was handling the rental and he had his passport, but not his driver's license. And she's like, do you have your driver's license? And Jerry's like, 
no, but I do. And he gave it to Charles, but the girl didn't see him. So she's looking at Charles's passport, Jared's driver's license, and she thinks they're both Charles. And she's looking at Charles and she's like, man, you used to look so different. Like She's like double taking, takes a photo of it with her phone and is just like staring at it and staring at Charles like, what the hell happened? How are you like... And then it goes through. Meanwhile, Jared's right in front of her, and she doesn't realize that like that's the other guy there. <laughs> it was amazing. It was fantastic. She and figured we it out after a while. Yet. Yeah, we didn't have coffee, so we're just sitting there like so haggard, and we're like, yeah, <laughs> so we're just going to sign for it. So, But when we came back to pick up the car, because we left to eat breakfast, then mm-hmm. Jared had to sign because she finally figured out, it's the other guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Charles put in hit to his phone uh, in Google <laughs> directions via car to Atana. Well, yeah, to Pana, uh, which is the uh, on Lake Atitlan. You basically there's one there's one port city, and then there's like twelve cities around the lake that you take uh, La Lanches, aka boats, to. And Google gave him the shortest route, which is not the fastest route. It was the route directly over the mountain on the road that was basically pure hell. It abandoned. was full <laughs> sketch balls. We were the only car out there, and Charles is like... For miles Well, there's miles. no other cars. We haven't seen another car for like 45 minutes. Minimum. What's going on? We're going up, down, rocks, potholes. <laughs> Just seriously, if you can imagine being on the... If you were a, like a really, really tiny person like Ant-Man, and you were on the inside of a shake weight... That's what it would feel like. <laughs> in the like Kia Picante. Like, in a Kia Picante four-door car about the size of like a what? Geo Metro. Like a, yeah, like a Geo Metro. Just super tiny. We were just getting the just shake the shakedown. We we forded a river. We did not cock the wagon and float it. We're, dri- <laughs> we're driving through this road that's going like up to go over a bridge, and all of a sudden it just ends. And there's just like a drop-off. <laughs> We're like, what? And then we almost road tripped it to jump that bitch. Yeah, Jared like looks out the window, and there happened to be some dude walking around the river, and he like points through the river. Like, (laughs) you got to go through the river. And we're like, what the (laughs) fuck? There's no way. And we're like, just gun it, Charles. Real as go through the river. (laughs) So Charles backs up and just smashes through the river. (laughs) You know, it's not a deep river or anything, but we're in this tiny little weird car. Easily could have like, got through stuck. the river, and it's literally through the river. There's yeah. no road. Oh no, it's we're just. It was crazy. So I mean, the water's only up to like the bottom of the door or whatever. But it's like kind of sketch. I mean, if we got stuck there, we would have been so so effed. Yeah, if the water would have been any higher, we would not been able to. It was. It, it would have been very bad if anything happened to us out there because there was no communicado. <laughs> no, we had no service, and you know, we mapped it out ahead of time. So we, so we had like kind of the blue line. We're like, okay, this looks like the blue line, but that's it. We airplane couldn't have mode. called anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're in airplane mode. There's no cell. I guess we probably could have called emergency. Maybe. But it cost there probably like still hundreds. wasn't service out there. Yeah, Even if we turned the true. cell on, we probably still didn't have service. So that was pretty messed up. It took, it only took, so it took this almost <laughs> the same amount of time going both directions, but it was, it was but we so had, much easier coming home on the other way. The only reason it took that long coming home traffic. is because the traffic was insane. That's true. So we got to we got to the lake and we got to Pana, which is the the main. Is it the biggest town on the lake? Yeah, it's the biggest town on the lake. We parked at some hotel that we weren't staying at because there was nowhere else to park, and we went to grab a boat. Yeah, 
So they won't launch the boat unless there's 15 people on the boat. And they make you pay first and then sit in the boat and wait. And chill. So we were kind of running out of time because the last boats leave all the other little port cities to come back at five. And it was like two and we wanted to make the most out of the day. So we got a little private boat, which is the same kind of boat for 200 Quetzales. Something yeah, like it's that. Pretty, it's cheap all it's in. It's pretty cheap. Like, we're talking like a ferry that would be like a 40-minute ferry. But because we rented the the private charter, we were smashing. We yeah. So, we, yeah, we took off, and the dude was getting buck. He was going pretty fast from the get-go, and he like looks at Jared. He's in the back of the boat. Jared's in the front of the boat. He gave me the like the <laughs> thumbs up, like faster or slower for um for like if you're wakeboarding, and I gave him the thumbs up to like as fast as possible. Jared's like crank that. Oh, it was soldier boy. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It was and we so were getting sick. cutty, and there was there was a lot of wind, so the water was super choppy. There was legit waves on the on the water. But we kind of took turns grabbing this rope that's attached to the front of the boat, and you stand at the very... What do they call the front of the boat? The bow? The bow. The bow? Stern's in the back, bow's in the front. And just... It's almost like you're surfing on a really big board, because you're like kind of flowing with the waves. Oh, bouncing so you, high, like two to three feet bounce. You can either get just jacked, or you just kind of flow with it. Yeah, you get your legs all jellied We in got there. sprayed. We leaned a couple times. Oh, just fantastic. like getting cutty. We made it... Yeah, we made the 40-minute... 45 minute like ride 15, like 20 20 minutes yeah he crushed it uh we went to so we went to this this town called san pedro which is like a fairly um it looks like tons of american not american like if you picture american hippies like dreadlocks tattoos like sick yoga yo- pants yoga warriors yeah like tie-dye folk but this this town was really really epic like set on set on the base of a volcano straight hill straight up uh, amazing like food all along the side so we, we went and got some great tacos like, it's like where dominic toretto would live when e- he has to easy, flee the country easy dominic toretto and he's just got to hide out and have his own little like fast and furious garage it'll be in fast eight for yeah sure. fast eight <laughs> he'll go so fast his car will like skip across the hydroplane across lake atitlan which is huge that's how fast he went mach 12 yeah coffee grows up the hill there um San Pedro La Laguna. So around there is uh, somewhere around there is La Laguna coffee. Uh, anyway, so we sat there and we had tacos and it was really fantastic. And Charles had looked up. There's another place called San Marcos. Yeah. Which and is like, San Marcos was known for just a really chill town, but ch- a town where you can uh, jump off some rocks and it had like a, a reserve where there was some swimming. And so we decided we wanted to, we wanted to jump in the lake because the lake was warm. It was like 70, 75 degrees. And you go boat to boat for all these other. So we mm-hmm. jumped back on the boat mm-hmm. and took a, like a ten minute boat ride mm-hmm. over to that port. And that town was beautiful. That, that town, town was, was like super straight. pretty. That one was like. That's where we saw our first coffee of this trip. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was coffee over there. Just random coffee in this garden. Mm-hmm. And that that town is is very very relaxed. So like I said, hippie, but this town was like a different kind of hippie. It was the kind of hippie that's like there for like full on like mental clarity meditation like well it's like a real real connecting town yeah it was like, like the first place we went was hippie like, like i'm a smoke, hippie but it's almost like a stylistic and party thing. and like bang the drum yeah like i'm not gonna be a hippie in 10 years yeah, yeah i'm sure. just doing this weird like experiment it thing was fully or something like, like the people who are gonna live there for like a year or whatever and it's like the hipster town of hippies it was kind of like that yeah, yeah for sure 
And then this other town was like, I actually really want to get down. There's was like uh, energy channeling pyramids. <laughs> yeah, it was like crazy stuff all over the place. And then if you, you know, if you follow Jared Truby on Instagram, <laughs> you will see the sickest backflip ever. <laughs> <laughs> Off this, oh, it's probably 20 foot drop. There was some really Into some nice cool, water. Yeah, like the water. You can't really tell from if you look at the Instagram, but the water was very clear and very blue. The lighting doesn't do it justice, but man, it was that was that was definitely a highlight. Mic up, bro. That was definitely a highlight. Yeah, that's better. Sorry, bro. I got excited. Okay. <laughs> I just felt like I was gonna get loud there. Uh, yeah, we got we went there and we paid. We had, you had to pay to go on the reserve, like whatever a a buck fifty a person for us to go on there, but it was well worth it. They had like little little wooden benches all over the place and a bunch of different places you could jump off and like you know, some El Salvadorian families and some, I don't know where that other family is from. It's probably Spain or Portugal or go. somewhere like that. But yeah. it was, it was fantastic. Charles and I jumped off the 20 foot dealio. I jumped off a couple times. It was, I'm a big wuss, so I didn't jump off anything. Cause you made I'm, a video. I'm really scared of heights. I did the videos <laughs> and I threw together that one of Jared. But if you, if you watch the Roth, the raw footage which none of you will see you see like first charles jumps off into the water and he just splashes down and then it's silence for three seconds and you see me like whispering to the camera i'm like sick <laughs> but I'm, I'm just talking to myself it's just like my mental commentary in my head but i'm saying it for everything because you're getting good shots i'm just like pumped and then jared does yeah. his backflip and then he lands and i'm just like yes <laughs> <laughs> so dumb which I <laughs> just pumped dude you get good footage. i was like pretty pumped i'm like living vicariously chris is good at video because i can't i can't jump off stuff yes you can totally bro totally big wuss you can milk a cow that brings I can us milk to a cow. that's the next part so wait what a, uh, we drove back from the lake took oh, forever well let's just talk about driving in guatemala well let's just talk about the fumes in guatemala dude none of the cars have emissions there's tons of motorcycles which also don't have any emissions and it's a full-on smoke show like you it's, it feels like it's hard to breathe even though you can jared and i are both pretty sensitive to fumes and yeah, stuff like smells that. yeah so we were really bothered yeah it it bothers us we ended up rolling up the windows in full ac just like, to like filter out the smell your eyes burn and your lungs are kind of weird yeah but you know there's no holds barred on the road <laughs> there, <laughs> there's like Passing on the right and or the left into full-on blind turns of oncoming traffic. With no streetlights. With no streetlights. It's you can't dark see anything. Shit. And people walking on the highway. People walking over. on the highway. I mean, and we're just like going for it. Yeah. I mean, we made a couple passes to where I'm like, this is probably a bad idea, but I'm not going to sit behind the semi that's literally going five miles an hour through oh. the mountains. So you just, we're in the Kia Picante, do a downshift, which doesn't matter. <laughs> Gun the thing and hope for Gun the best. Gun that mother we're like, let's gun it. Yeah. We, and we made it home. in and out, almost running over families. It was a very tiring drive People home. just walk out in the road, and <laughs> it's pretty gnarly, dude. It's, like, stressful, and it takes longer than you want it to. It is not like driving in the States. No, no, no. It's different. It's really fun and different. <laughs> it was tight. Yeah. So we made it back home. We made it back home, but it took a long time, and uh, we got food, and... We actually had some really good wood-fired pizza in Atilan. Atilan? Antigua. I'm crazy. Antigua. Yeah. Vino y queso. Vino y queso. Uh, yeah. If you ever hear, go there. It's it's great, and it's got a really cool ambiance. So we, we made crickets, it. Real crickets. Then we got up this today and made coffee for a bit, and um, and we got to go to Carmona and Fulcal. And Which are the same thing. 
Yeah, Pokal. Pokal is the mill, but it's also a big portion of that farm. But well, Bella Carmona's up to there as well. Melanie. Yeah. The mill is not Pokal. The mill and the farm are Bea Carmona, and Pokal is the brand of coffee that Maria has. Oh, that's right. And then they break it down in many different ways, but along the way, there's another mill, Bea yeah. Carmona, right? Okay, so there's a mill called Bea Carmona. Okay, gotcha. So side by side by side is Santa Clara, Bella Carmona, and Pocal. True? And Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. Okay. And they're all, we got to tour just Carmona and Pocal, yes? Which are the same thing. Which are the same there's thing. There's another Carmona. So when she sells her coffee, she sells it as Pocal. Right. As not to be confused with the other Bea Carmona. Which is all confusing anyway. Which is all confusing. Anyway, we went to a farm <laughs> and a mill, and it was awesome. So um, she inherited the farm. Oh, Maria Zelaya. So there are Luis Pedro Zelaya that we are often referring to is about one of maybe five or six Luis Pedros yes. from the same family. So Maria has a brother who is also Luis Pedro who is the Luis Pedro who owns Bea Vista. Yes. His dad. Correct. And then Maria and Luis Pedro Sr.'s dad is also Luis Pedro. Yeah. So if you're not confused about that, deal with that. So We were until we just found out today. <laughs> the old, old, old school Luis Pedro gave the farm to Maria because um, they have cows, and she loved the cows when she was a kid. There's... Uh, 90 cows and with with the heifers 110 120 yeah and they have yeah they have award-winning national like national award-winning cattle these are big cows they have bulls on the farm but they also so they import semen yeah. from the u.s yeah from like from prize-winning like, bulls yeah. to get the breeding done proper she loves the cows she said that her grandfather or her dad both would take her to see cows when she was young up until she was like four or five and ever since then she's just loved cows and she does she really loves the cow she has a name every single cow that gets milked has a name and she knows them all by heart they're tight which means that they all sit in the same place they have like their stalls and everything but they got their names and she's got a favorite cow and she's got one lot of geisha and you may ask how we know this stuff and it's kind of a big deal actually how we do but she's got a lot of geisha that she's growing and the person in the world who can guess her favorite cow wins the lot of geisha is what she says <laughs> so jared's gonna try to guess her favorite cow i sure as hell it's am. funny that they, it's not you, zach you see the cows and then they all have the personalities because yeah i was like i want to milk a cow like if we're going to this farm they milk around four o'clock usually like i'm milking a cow it's going down we milked a cow so we go in we milked a cow but when we were walking around first she's like no like he's grumpy can we milk him no you don't want to milk him he's grumpy he doesn't yeah. like other people that he doesn't know mm -hmm. and like oh you know she's doing you know she's, she's doing almost this. done she's, she's doing low that. milk i said yeah. he but obviously don't milk a he cow but i was referring Chris to tried. a cow in the mouth you know what i'm saying <laughs> it was like that one movie what was that? <laughs> i milked the bull <laughs> that was a bull <laughs> gross um that but was we, gross we did milk a cow and it was awesome it was weirdly harder so you have the you know Utter. You've got the udder and then Z like the the nipple or the teat or it's whatever you call it. It's, it's a teat. teat. We're allowed to call it a teat. Down. And you can't just pull on the teat. You kind of have to like push up 
into the udder, and then it's almost like you're squeezing ketchup or like a tube of toothpaste. You got to bring some milk down with you and yeah. torque it through the teat. Yeah, and you got to, it's... Or else you get these little tiny pinner streams, but you want like a big, like thick stream of milk. These pros are good. Probably not. Charles <laughs> is like shooting. He was like looking at the, <laughs> looking away, and like shooting milk on his shoe. It's all burp, burp, burp. <laughs> Fresh crema. Le crème. That was, so we, <clears throat> we got up there. We're in this awesome four-wheel truck. Chris and I jumped. A four-wheel truck? <laughs> <laughs> With all four wheels. It was a four- <laughs> it four-wheel drive. It four-wheel truck. It had four wheels. It was some next level stuff. <laughs> We've been rolling in all three wheel gear. This got a truck four wheel. Diok. <laughs> Have you ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> Chris Chris and I jumped in the back and we headed up this hill and then Charles joined us, but we saw a bunch of yellow, red bourbon, um, some tipica, picked a bunch. Actually they showed us like we got to taste the difference off the tree between the yellow and red bourbons and the 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 yellow bones have really complex acidity and the red bones are are in my opinion like kind of a little bit they're both really sweet but red bones are like more sweet focused and the yellow are like a little more complex like maybe some more depth to it like more depth to it it seemed like off the tree I, I didn't taste the tipica the yellow bone that wasn't quite ready it was like maybe slightly underripe yeah almost kind of tasted like a it was almost vegetal in like a green beanie way yeah like Char- charles got a little bit of onion Kristen, chris and i i got some of the onion too and like a little bit like almost like green beans like straight off a tree like fresh green beans and then it, it like goes into other stuff too but like right at first you kind of get a lot of that but the one that i had that was like the ripest and the sweetest did not have any of that vegetal Mm-mm, just really sweet and taste fruity and a lot of juice a lot of juice um so anyways we cruised we cruised up to the very like really high up on the hill to where the coffee was getting close to being to stopping to grow like 18 16 16 to 1900 meters and um it was just really fun to be in the back and we saw the volcano and we cruised down and we passed the the dry mill and the wet mill and it's called pokal it's got the big old sign there and and we were going to go we were on our way to milk the cows at this point and Right when we stop to get out, another car pulls out and Maria Zelaya opens the door and Melanie decides, like introduces us to her and she basically, she could see how pumped we were on everything. And I think she likes, she like just got into it with us and she wanted to show us everything. And it was so, so sick. So she talked to us, talked to us about the cows. Yep. And... Then she took us to the cows, she, like we said. She took us to the yeah. She took us to the cows, and then she's like, "Oh, do you want to see the wet mill? Do you want to see the coffee? Do you want to see the coffee?" We said we we of saw course. the coffee, of yeah. course. Yeah, and we want to see the mill. She's eighty years old, speaks really awesome English. She's got blue eyes on the outside and brown green eyes on the inside. It was crazy. She's tight. She's like a pretty vibrant yeah human being. Mm-hmm. So she took us to the mill, and ironically, it was the first day. That they were picking and processing. Yeah. Of the whole year. Of the whole year. And she so was excited. She was pumped. And so were we. So we, we rolled up. Synergy and we were looking happened. at the mill, just chilling. She was, you know, giving us the history mm-hmm. of the mill and the farm. And then about 30 minutes into it, the truck shows up mm-hmm. with the coffee on it, with the first pickings. And they fire everything up, which was just sitting there. Like, you know, there was some coffee sitting in parchment. 
yeah being you know just just a little tiny just, bit like, being raked For, and just chilling yeah. like not much and then a truck shows up with just a bunch of just like i think she said how many 88 quintals which 88 uh a quintal is 880 800 pounds 800 pounds in a quintal so 88 bag 88 quintals of coffee roll in you do the math it's just a little bit of math it's a, it's a lot of coffee and we we and they just we happen to be it. there yeah and she's she's equally as excited about the beginning of of harvest season as we are like she still got the heart for it and it was she it was just a really cool moment she she was just like took us under her wing and started showing us stuff and talking us through it and talking to the guys and you know following us around letting us video and take a bunch of photos and just she she got down she's 80 years old and we're looking at all the processing you know it goes through all the the, the washing and the rinsing and so on and so forth she takes me over and they have uh they have after the sorting so they got the rinser and then some of it goes to the deep pulper and some of it goes and just gets shot into this other moat like everything skins and and beans and all and she takes me over to it and she bends down and gets down on her knees and like gets into this thing and like has me get down with her and she's just like these are all the defects these are bad these are all going to way down the way and yeah and she like pulls them out and is like handing them to me and it was like this moment where i was like this lady is 80 years old getting on her hands and knees like going below sea level basically to pick out this stuff to show me it like she's so into it and yeah i like i had like help her up she was like well i'm getting old <laughs> she like, <laughs> said that she's all it's kind of hard it's like she only notices at certain points yeah in time. well yeah when she has to like get down from like her hands and knees um anyway then she takes us to the dry mill we went into the dry mill which was fantastic it mm -hmm. was in this old kind of barn yeah looking thing it was really dark with mm -hmm. just like cracks of light shining through mm -hmm. got some pretty cool photos yeah and then she decides she says do you guys want to have coffee with me and Which I, was we nuts. basically our faces almost fell on the floor. We're like, okay, so uh, she lives most of the year in Guatemala City, which she came from that day, and she comes to the farm a few days a week, mm -hmm. and she was getting ready to go back. She was gonna leave. Yeah, and she decided to stay with us and for like, like an extra two hours. Do you want to have coffee? And we're like, trick question. Yeah. Choose. Yeah. Choose. Choose coffee. Choose. Yes, we want to have coffee. So she took us to the house. I, I mean, can't it's emphasize not, this enough. It's this not was, really a house. No, no, no. This is a villa. It's like a, yeah, it's like a little mini mansion. villa mansion. She's got... So beautiful. She's got ancient Mayan ruins of stuff that were like little things that were found on the property, like these little statues and all kinds of weird stone carvings. Like and true old, old that were found. stuff. I mean, they're old school Mayan. Like would be in a museum otherwise, but yeah. they found it on their property and she keeps it in her house. This is, yeah. This house is very old. Like, in the bathroom. I mean, the house is over 100 years old. Yeah. Right? Is that what she said? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100. I mean, and the stuff that is found is just ridiculously old. Yeah. We, we've we got some pictures. We'll throw it's them up beautiful. over the next months, and some will be on our website. But it is, I will never forget today. Today was like one of those days that I can't emphasize enough was insanely special. So she's, she starts showing us the house. So she shows us the room with all the old Great, Mayan stuff yep. in it. Great grandparents. And a little crazy like nativity kind of scene Left over thing. from Christmas. Yeah. She plugs it in and it lights up and she's all pumped on it. And mm -hmm. she's like, okay, come down this way. We walk down the hall. 
and we go into the dining room. The hall, by the way, is like inside outside. So the right side goes into our huge rose garden, and like the left side is all these old rooms that are straight out of a movie. Otherwise, you're not seeing this stuff in the stage. Yeah, two beds, two beds in a room. If if you had guests at your house, and from the kids. Or the kids. Yeah. But more than the kids. At this point, yeah. I mean, it's like if you wanted to have oh, 20 yeah. people stay over, <laughs> yeah. you could totally do it. It wouldn't be a big That's deal. That's also true. You're like, hey, you want to have 20 people over? Cool. I got yeah. rooms for yeah. all of them. Easy. Are you cool or what? But it's one story. Yeah, it's one story. Yeah, huge one story. And um, the dining room is on the right. So we get on the right, go to the right, into this room, big, long dining table. And at the end. Classic old school. They're already setting up for us. Her maids. Saucers. Yeah. Little biscuits, um, some different breads, and this thing that she called coffee essence. So there was this little tiny glass carafe with a stopper on top with about four ounces, five ounces or something of brown liquid. It looked like coffee, and she said, that's coffee essence. And it's a really strong, concentrated coffee and they pour about an ounce of that in your cup, and then the rest is hot water. Yeah. So we were like, what is this? Never had coffee like this before. I was like, I want to see how this is made. And Charles was like, Chris wants to see how it's made. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, he loves making coffee. And she's like, okay, come to the kitchen. So I go out with her across the hallway and into the kitchen, which is old school. It's all like clay and brick and stone. There's not one electrical thing in there. Jeez. It's all fire and nuts. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And there's a brewer, which is, um, it looks like a pot, like a, a vase. Mm-hmm. It's made out of metal. The bottom half is empty. And in the top half, there is a big, almost imagine like a portafilter basket that's about six inches deep with a perforated bottom. Whoa. And they put a bunch of coffee in the top, pour hot water on it, and it steeps like pour over mm-hmm. through into the bottom. But it it steeps for about a half an hour. So the brew's about a half an hour, and it's really concentrated. Mm-hmm. And that's that makes what they call coffee essence. Yeah, I mean, in the cup, it was really, really mellow, chocolatey, caramel, like low acidity and really clean it was actually. really clean i expected it to not be good at all at all i was like oh, okay this is like some weird yeah get ready to throw a happy stuff. face for maria like, <laughs> yeah okay they did this in like the you know yeah it's like some traditional thing and it was but it was really good it was really easy to drink black coffee and we're, we're gonna, gonna try one. to find one yeah for we're gonna make sure. some little guatemalan coffees and we sat there and talked about her family all that stuff we kind of talked we just told you that was kind of confusing but real and and I got to sit in her brother's seat, which was at the head of the table. She head asked who's going to sit at the head of the table. And we're like, you are. And she goes, I don't sit at the head of the table. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll sit there. And she goes, that's my brother's seat. And it was really weird and surreal. And I got to sit by her and Chris sat on the other side. And he had some really great pictures of him and her. But we just sat there and talked and had coffee. And it was like extremely felt like it felt European. But it just felt like like a really special moment. It, just to hang out i mean it was like it's probably what she used to do all the time with her family and they're just not around very much now and it's just like her maid set it up and it was just like this sweet half hour 40 minutes of just sipping on coffee eating some crazy date fruit cake thing that her friend from france made and 
just chill times. It was like really awesome. Yeah, we weren't even only talking about coffee. We were just mm. we were just kicking it. No, it was just we're just like, life. oh, you want to come over? Sick, homie. Let's yeah. just kick it for a minute. The craziest thing to me is she asked us if we wanted to have coffee, and at some point, someone found out in the house, but we don't really know how, because we were all out on the, the on the mill and the the beds and watching the whole process, and we get in there and everything is set. And her maids are like handling business, but we have no idea how it happened. The other thing too was her driver was waiting for her to take her back to Guatemala. City. She made him wait for like a two she hours. She made him wait for a while to hang out with us, <laughs> which I thought was cool because she easily could have been like, "Well, I'm going to the city. My driver's waiting. I gotta go." She had passion, but just to take the time out and just be like, "Hey, these guys are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. Let's have coffee and eat some biscuits and." When we could just, I could tell just she kick loved it. it. She loves yeah, just her. have a good time. The history of her family, she loves to talk about it, and that's cool. She's got a lot of respect for it, but like, she loves that. She farm. loves it. She well, loves I, where she lives. How I could just, you not? I just don't take that stuff lightly. Uh uh-uh. uh Well, for me, time is like the most precious mm-hmm. resho- resource. So if someone spends their time with me, yeah, that's like a big deal to me. Especially her, like in the. I mean, she could be doing whatever she wants. So Melanie, you know, our our agronomist guide, she said, you know, after the fact that she hasn't really done that very much. Like, and I don't know if Melanie takes everybody up there. So, you know, other people might have done this. But Melanie said in all the times she's been taking people up, only one other person has happened to be there when she's there and like got to hang out. And so we felt like very privileged and very honored to be there. It was it was one of those moments I was sitting in the room, like full cheese grin, just like looking around, trying to, trying to like snapshot ingrain everything I could see in my mind so that I never forget it. And I won't. It was so sick. And then we came home and ate some food. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we ran into Stone Creek, guys. And that's where we ran into Stone Creek, we guys. We ran into uh, um, Garrett. Rincon? Oh, yeah. yeah Rincon? Yeah. Rincon, Tipica. Tipico. Tipico. Rincon Tipico, which was fantastic. El we Salvador walked by like food. a bunch of white guys, and I was like thinking, those guys look so familiar. Yeah, I was like, they look like coffee people, but I don't know them. Like, I don't we really know white them. people in a minute. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just random. <laughs> yeah, they look like coffee people, maybe. Yeah. And, and they were. And then they, they walked up over. and introduced themselves. And I was like, this is freaking cool. But the place we ate at tonight was rad. No menus. They come to your table. They say, here's our five options. And there's like, three or four different meats and a vegetarian. And then they just bring you like a plate full of really amazing food and, and really homemade awesome tortillas, homemade tortillas. And drink. And then you pay for it and you leave and it, they just fully take care of you. It was really good night. This today has just been epico psychotic, psychotic, not like I planned in a way better way than I expected. Now we're drinking rum and smoking cigars and talking to you guys, yeah, which so is sweet. We handled our biz, and then tomorrow we get up early to go uh, to the mill to see Bay Vista. to see Bea Vista, which is a different mill, and to cup coffee and select uh, help select Julio's coffee, which we're very excited about as well. And maybe go to another farm and go to it another farm. Like hopefully, it just depends. Everything's kind of loose here. It's like, well, we might do this or we might do that, and yeah, which is cool because I'm not like that. I'm pretty structured, so it's like different to just go with the flow. So it's <laughs> I'm having a good time. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Wednesday, we go into Guatemala City. We're going to podcast and see my good friend Raul Rodas, XWRWR, WBC. WRBC. He's a, he's a Guatemalan champion in 2012 and world champion that same year. It's true. So he's got a coffee shop in Guatemala City, city called Paradise. Guatemala City. Guatemala City. Guatemala. We're Guatemala a little city. tired. Oh, yeah. We've been running deep. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Paradigma. Paradigma. We're going to go get some coffee, hang out with him and enjoy the city, maybe do some cupping and who knows, but that'll be Wednesday. And then we got Thursday and Friday back in the shops. Thursday night, we got a throwdown slash coffee tasting in uh at bay vista with all the local baristas and whoever whomever comes whomever whomever and then yeah we're back we're back in the states saturday night sunday sick so that's the pre-map out dude we're we're at about an hour great that's like one bigger episode we should probably just wrap this thing up i feel wrapped i mean that's a great that's a great update y'all um any other quick updates are we're gonna roast again on the 24th 5th to send out and um hey on the hot tips yeah some new coffees coming in hot Sierra delgado's in the mix we still got some limuseca we're almost done with that and then we're going to move into a honduran coffee that got fifth place in the cup of excellence called pedro moreno it was a final de cosecha last last of the harvest late 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 harvest and it's tasting fantastic um on the hot tip our permitting and our cafe is through and we're getting ready to break some ground and make some things happen <sighs> Permitting is lame, but it's done. But it's over. <laughs> so, hot fire coming in there, and uh, for all y'all who are writing in, um, some of you had the questions about long term, like working and talking about working, and and I mean, thanks for writing in. We won't really know until like a month before we open. So, keep listening to the podcast and keep watching our Instagrams and all those things. We'll be we'll make sure to post. When we're getting close, you'll know, and we'll know, and we'll we'll continue to reach out. But until then, uh, hold tight and stay tuned. Yeah. Any other updates? No, I don't think so. I think you, I think you covered it all, dude. Covered it all. We're I gonna think keep you covered it. I think you covered and smothered it. I mean, covered and smothered. Chris, Chris is about to move back to Santa Cruz. Oh yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> move to Santa Cruz. <laughs> Finally, Chris, Charles, and I are about to be in the same city for the first time in my over wife just a year. got a job, which is sweet that's that's another update and so um, we can maybe do this thing now yeah so it's it's going down we're gonna have a lot of focused effort and we are so thankful for all the support and we are so so thankful to luis pedro for putting us up and getting us to guatemala it is our my second time to origin and my first trip with cat and cloud and we're gonna get some tasty coffee long term and keep trying to make days yeah at this point we're just rambling we need to just cut this thing off yeah good talk yeah all right. This is Chris Baca, Jared Truby. Hello. And you've been listening to the Cat Cloud Coffee Podcast. Oh, we'll have to edit that in. We'll have to edit that in. Or we'll get kicked off Instagram. We're trying to get you Instagram. By Instagram, I mean iTunes. <laughs> we had a special time. Hey, anyway. Don't get kicked off iTunes. We're getting out of here. Hasta la próxima. the best time. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Take it easy. Me gusta. <laughs> <laughs>